Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is Television You Watch with Your Third Eye, and I'm Mara Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about immunity and how to stay conscious while being immune to certain things. Without yes, a tricky be, item. Yeah, being immune without losing your consciousness. Yes. And there's something that will boost your immune system, really, truly, as it boosts your consciousness is the Mayan calendar. And today's 10 Ak, mm -hmm. and that means the decision to be loyal to yourself and to others. And uh, there's a very interesting statement today. The last line in it is, I'm, um, pardon me, I'm guided by the power of endlessness. And that's a very interesting concept to me because truly we are endless beings. And uh, that would be a really hot topic as far as I was concerned. Uh, as a subject to meditate on. Meditate on the idea of your endlessness. I'm not saying be irresponsible. I'm saying meditate on the idea of your endlessness and then what in this particular lifetime is going on. Yeah, maybe less Ness men will come and say mm -hmm. hello. More or less Ness. Mm -hmm. More or less Ness, mes ne me yes. less ness men. <laughs> That's what was tricky it to say. WKRP in Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a while ago. Yeah. Kinda well, it works that way. Becoming immune, and what we mean by that is every part of us has an immune system. Our stomach has an immune system. I mean, our bodies have an immune system. Uh, everything has some kind of a protection or an immunity, something where the antibodies come and say, okay, this is the common cold. I will build up things to counteract that. So next time you're exposed to the cold, you have antibodies there and you build up immunity. Well, we also have an immunity in our emotional body, but we're not really taught about that. And we sometimes do not allow our natural emotional immunity to come into play because we're afraid it might make us unfeeling or insensitive because we've all been around the people that have an immunity to what other people are, are feeling, but it comes across as a lack of compassion, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's outright cruel. Now that is not the same thing, but getting to the place where it is not going in, you're not catching that viral emotional turmoil and bringing it within yourself, that once we experience it, we do build up antibodies, and let's use that to be happy instead of using that to be more miserable. Well, as we explore love, and that is what we came here to do, sometimes love is love of self. So you do have to say, no, you may not suck my energy. Do not continue to think that you can. And you may consider running for your life because you're not going to do that to me. Off. And there you are, powerful. Now, that is actually very compassionate because the person has put so many people to sleep their entire life long. When one of them wakes up, they themselves incorporate all that fear that had been what they've been doing. So you are being very compassionate to be the mirror for them, for them to see what they've been up to. And that's really yeah. the way that works. Now, as usual, the language we've been taught to speak clouds all this over. Uh, so one of the main words that is used to keep us asleep is the word victim. And it's been said so many times that now people are just saying Vic. You know, the cop shows is switched. Who is the victim? Now it's, who's the Vic? Yeah. The v. 
Yeah, it'll be eventually be just V or uh, when V is too much to, yeah. By then English will be much more fun than it is now, but unless there are major changes, it'll still put you right to sleep. The language we're taught to think in puts I, us to sleep. I had sleep. a boss that would say Mary, and then he got tired of saying that, so he would just say Mare, and then it turned to M, and I was waiting for M next. Mm -hmm. That is funny. So there's the trinity of the victim, which is a very good way to approach understanding victimhood. And we've said for so many years, mm -hmm. we've said on this show, the trinity of the victim is made up of the person who's the victim, the person who's the rescuer, and the person who's the persecutor. So if you are in any one of these, uh, any one of these, any part of the Trinity, you are the Trinity. So if you want to stop being a victim, then you have to stop rescuing, and you also have to stop persecuting. And you can do that without being, uh, without your power being taken. In fact, uh, occupying any third of the uh, victim Trinity will take you, uh, will take your power from you as soon as you want to enable. I remember Batman the Animated Series, uh, he was in a, Batman himself was in a very difficult position, pardon the word difficult, was in an apparently insoluble position. Someone said, would you like help? And he said, I don't do help. And I really see that help is a state of mind. It's, and well, he was being very accurate in saying that. I think that maybe a, a one way to look at this, this whole victim idea, We've talked of this for so many years in the yeah. victim trinity about the rescuer, the victimizer, and the victim. And <clears throat> what I would say is a better or a healthier way of looking at this is the victim trinity mentality because we're really talking about that because the truth is there are people that do things to other people. And even though that is may serve some higher command and some higher completion cycle on something, we are also here as the forgetful humans that are on this side of the veil, and sure. we have to police ourselves, meaning that we have to be self-responsible and not harm each other. So in that way, if somebody is kicking a puppy, it's not a matter of walking and saying, oh, that's a victim and a victimizer, I'm not going to step in as the rescuer. We participate in life, and we move things that are on our path to a higher place, and that's what we do. Mm -hmm. So we still will assist and intervene and things like that. But the victim mentality is very different. It is where we use a role as victim, victimizer, or rescuer in order to feel better about ourselves or in order to find an identification point that makes us feel safe or comfortable. And that can come about from our family history and all kinds of different things. Well, in our world today, Everything is about the victim, and when we empower the victim mentality of people about, or about the victim mentality type of thing, I'm not talking about real people that have things happen to them, it becomes this enticing place. Like if you watch any of these reality shows, these competition shows or anything, they, they're always a hard luck story that gains people's compassion so that then they can sell records later. And yeah. it's making this like this beautiful thing to become victimized. Or talk. I remember when I was a teenager, everybody was talking about their old man and their old lady and how cruel they were and the punishments and things that they got. 
And it was almost like a badge of courage to go through this victimization. And that's victim mentality. And I, I remember saying, well, I, I wasn't beat up like that. And I was like one of the few that would say that because everybody would embellish things trying to be that victim because it was like a folk hero. All right. Now, um, what we don't understand about victim is the total falsehood of the concept. You cannot possibly be a victim because, well, you know, for years we said, what percent of your life do you create? And we eventually got the human race to the point where you'll immediately say that I'm creating everything that happens. You won't know what it means, but you'll know that's what you're expected to say, and that's what goes on. So now these days we say, well, all right, fine. What percent of the time do you know that you're creating 100% of your life? And, that, and we're right back to people going, well, 17%. You know, these ridiculous numbers that come from I'm not certain where, but whatever st statistician thought that up. So it's not possible to be a victim. I, I was shot to death. I got hit in the head with a bullet and I died. I was never in any of that a victim. I chose to have the experience of being shot because well, when I woke up in the hospital, I could see people in past lives. I, that was a great experience to have. So the idea of um, playing any of the roles in the victim trinity just puts you right into the, just, you become part of it that mm -hmm. way, when you must realize that the person is choosing that. Now, there is no victim because of free will. In other words, we have free will, and we choose our life's experiences. Now, this entire thing is um, supernal choreography. In other words, the, the person chooses to be shot, okay? Someone chooses to shoot them. Someone chooses to build the gun to manufacture, to have the experience of building the gun. So you have to check one box or the other. You check the box that says victim, or you check the box that says free will, but you cannot have both. You have to say, either I have free will or I'm a victim, okay? And there's no such thing as a victim. So you're off in that la-la land of um, the idea that you're a victim. But as you were saying, that's the badge of courage. That's how you milk other people for their life force until someone says, you're not milking me. Don't come near me. Don't think about it. I don't want to see you. Goodbye because you're, you're not here to suck, you're here or to suck my life that, force. That and the answer is just simply no, you're not going to suck my life force, pardon me? Or at least see that demonstration within the person. Yeah, even yeah. If, even if and you let these that dark, dark, uh, what is the word, magicians, dark magicians that put people to sleep all the time. And I, you know, we walk around and say when I, here, audience, when I count to three, you will wake up. One, two, Three, you are awake. And do that to your boss. You know, seriously, we really well, have to make a stand about the fact that we are powerful beings. And therein lies your immune system. Go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, continue your thought if you wish. I, but I, uh, I was just going to say, I decided to start to meditate on the concept of what the uh, planet Earth, what our planet Earth the planet Earth has an immune system for everybody that's going, you know, ooh, 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 the damage well, we're doing yeah. to the planet. That's another subject. Go ahead, whatever well, you wanted to say. Well, there was a couple things that were a couple thoughts back. Um, 
the idea of these victim, victimizer, and rescuer, this trinity, we here do not get a sense of self until often later on in life, just mm -hmm. because of the way the education in our society is. When we have a sense of self, we no longer identify with other things like being a mother or these roles that we take on, identifying with being a boss or the caretaker or the person who does this or the person that gets taken advantage of. <clears throat> or identify with the victim or the victimizer or the rescuer. We do these at different times in our life, but I think everybody can think of certain people in your life and you say, well, they predominantly identify with the victim. This person predominantly identifies with the victimizer, as in people that are very wounded sometimes in an effort to understand the people that have wounded them will identify with the victimizer and grow up to um, steal cars or whatever that might be. And then the rescuer, there are people identified with the archetype of the rescuer where they're having to save everyone, sometimes meddling so much that they alienate people from their lives. And if we look at how much we identify with roles and things yeah. rather than finding out who we are and our true personalities, that's something that if, if we're really fortunate, let's say, in our exploration, we get to that place in our life eventually where we start learning about who we really are. Yeah. But if you just look at your life right now and say, how much am I identifying with the roles in my life? It'll make you question the idea that, yeah, there are a lot of roles. I'm a secretary here, I'm a boss over here, whatever that may be, a nurse, a mother, and start looking at who you really are. You'll see that this whole victim, victimizer, rescuer trinity we will think when there's something going on that we have to be one of the three. And when you get out of that dynamic and know that you don't have to identify with any of those three, that's the day you're liberated out of the cage and you start becoming your own self. You start becoming immune to things. And when we talk about emotional immunity, what we're talking about are these manipulation games. We've done multiple shows and you can go into our archives and listen to these on the energy manipulations of oh, Op yeah. or me, the, the bully, the elitist, and the inquisitor. And the inquisitor, mm -hmm. and the inquisitor blows you off your center by asking questions. That when we start seeing these as identification points rather than people mm -hmm. or ourselves, we can deal with them. They yeah. become these neutral clothing, this neutral clothing that people step into that you, you can take seriously or not. It's up to you. You have the power. So we are immune. Our body also tells us when something is not right for us, when someone is attempting to take advantage of us or, or hypnotize us into doing something verbally by the all poor me. Our body responds. And so we can pay attention to our body and our natural emotional immune, immune system to know when that's not an avenue for us to explore. Well, it is all about growth, it really is. But uh, immunity, um, developing your immune system, the second half of one of the books was uh, entitled uh, Developing an Immune System to Fear, and that was the Protocols book, and it was talking about certain words you use, give it away, as to exactly how fearful you are. Um, so if someone says, for example, I'm fried, Okay, what they are in reality saying is that they are so fearful that they are no longer taking care of their physical well-being. That's what they're mm -hmm. saying. And so when you hear the word fried, you will wake up and you will understand that that person is that fearful. Yeah, 
And so all, of, uh, all the way um, down the scale until you just uh, sound like a Tourette's syndrome person because all that's coming out of your mouth is swear words. Okay, now that's extremely fearful. And that is what that means. So the idea of, as you were saying, recognizing the clothing that particular soul has on in that particular lifetime, but uh, for that particular ourselves moment. personally, yeah, for ourselves, um, this development of, um, you know, because the phone rings. If the phone rings, do you have to answer it, yes or no? Now I have a thing that answers it for me. Before you actually it, taught me that. Because yeah, I always answered to. the phone. I That's didn't the, think about that I had to. I'm just telling the story yeah, that you, yeah. um, because you were very helpful to me in that way. Yeah. I, it's not like I thought, oh, I have to answer the phone. I just did. And you said, you don't have to answer the phone just because it's ringing. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, and that's, makes sense. that's in the inquisitor category of energy theft. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't have to answer the door if the doorbell rings. You don't have to say hello if someone says hello. This is the thing. There are all these little, little coins that occur that we see. We're run by this lack mentality that's really ridiculous. And the more lacking you are, the less you have an immune system. So I no longer hurt myself to prove to other people that I'm who I am. As a matter of fact, I'm less and less interested in proving anything to anyone. And so uh, then people can come. Uh, there's a couple. Well, again, it's that identification on something external, like someone's opinion or a role or a position. Yeah, we have uh, so many times on this program given away the absolute keys to the universe, the entire principle the universe works on. We've named at least a thousand times. And I don't know if anyone knows at this point. It's published in the books. We've said it a thousand times. Can anyone explain to me how the universe works? Could you call in and explain that? And while you're calling in, because I'm certain you are, to explain how the universe works, uh, we have just gone through the Venus eclipse, which I thought was very interesting, and in fact built this grid to symbolize the Venus eclipse. And I was wondering if anyone had an experience that this occurred around 6.30 Tuesday, it began at 6.30 Tuesday, est, Eastern Standard Time. The Venus transit is what transit, most people whatever it know is. it as. The Venus transit. <clears throat> Did you have, oh, there we go. Oh, that looks so cute on the itty-bitty monitor. They look like eggs. We have a new monitor. Apparently the big one is on vacation. No, it shrunk. It was out in the rain. Yeah, ran it through this a dryer. This is like the laptop screen. No one <laughs> knows what small. we're talking about. We normally had like a three by four foot monitor, but now, at any rate, this is the symbolized Venus in the middle and the six elements working with it and well, its amplification. Great. That's very yeah. lovely. So, well, another thing I'd like to say about the victim mentality, and remember we're not talking about people that you may look at that somebody did something to someone else. First of all, these kinds of decisions they are free will and they happen on other levels and we mm -hmm. may not be aware of it. People have said to me in the past, and I've actually had this question myself in the past, how could we say there are no victims when children are being harmed or, or animals are being harmed? Now we're not saying that there is not the action of someone victimizing another, someone taking advantage of another, and that still has to be dealt with in the physical reality. 
but knowing spiritually, emotionally, and mentally that it originates in another plane of existence and that we have power over this by elevating our consciousness to our higher selves and understanding what that is. Is it finishing up something from a past life? Is this something for us to learn and to, to help us stand up and be who we really are? Look for the blessing and the deeper meaning behind things. And all that has to do with trusting that everything is in divine order. And divine order is a beautiful expression. And if trusting. you read Florence Scovel Shin's work from yeah. the 1920s and, and that kind of mindset, what led better and everything, everybody was aware of this thing called divine order meaning that there was some kind of perfection. And whether you look through religious means and you say it's the will of God or blah, 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 whatever it may be, in essence, what you're talking about is it is a safe universe and there is some schematic. There is some reasoning behind things. There are purposes behind things. Even if it's the experience of it, there is a purpose. And I think when we're cut off from our higher self in regular physical reality, which many people are, it looks like a random, chaotic, painful, dangerous place. And if we can resolve that one thing in our thinking and in our heart, that it is indeed a safe universe, all of these other things really do fall into place. We have a call. Yes, we do. And um, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Uh, Evan calling. Hey, Evan. Evan. Hey, how are we doing? Okay. I had a quick question kind of related to the topic. Mm -hmm. um, I tend not to have a lot of friends. Um, Maybe it's more of a defense mechanism, just because growing up. And so I, I tend not to have a lot of friends as maybe using it as the de uh, defense mechanism. I was just wondering if you could maybe help me and maybe be more trusting. And I'll take the question up here. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Kevin, thanks for calling in. We love it when you call in. Please do call in more mm -hmm. because uh, this does Great question. matter. Yeah. Well, the, I don't know what to say because it is just a knowing um, that everything is going to work out. The, I talk about uh, a trinity and the third part of that trinity is the idea that the distance between the event and recognizing that the event is on your side, that distance, uh, is called evolution. So when you can recognize that whatever that was that happened, the bully beat you up and now you're a karate expert as a direct result, and then one day you go, oh, thank you, bully, for beating me up because that made me you know, the better person, that length of time, that's the evolution, that is the way that goes. So go ahead. Um, I, I was just saying, in, in life, we either utilize internal technology or external technology. And by putting up walls and defense mechanisms and blocking and keeping people out, it is a way to have these borders, but using external technology or external will. That is an unnatural state because we're designed to flow with creation and creation happens as we think of it and it just happens. I, I would say if you are keeping people out via external technology rather than through internal technology of a radiant field, that it's giving you this brilliant opportunity to look at the fears because fears are what we use or are the originators of any kind of externalized walls in my deck of cards, inner wisdom cards, boundaries are described as not hard fixed walls, but fluid points of choice. And that's what we're always looking for, is to be able to choose whatever that is in the moment. When we have to do it through an external means, we build up walls that are very rigid, and that keeps the painful things out, but it also keeps the loving things out. 
It's a tricky one to realize that you live in a, uh, if you say it's tricky, it'll be tricky. It's really quite remarkably simple to observe that you live in a safe universe. It might take a decade, but it turns mm -hmm. out to be on your side. Sometimes and therefore, there is no such thing as a victim. There just isn't. And people that appear as victimizers are even perhaps more asleep than those that have, want to appear as victims. Oh, sure. So mm -hmm. either choose free will or choose victim. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, the choose one or, or the other because you cannot possibly believe in free will if you believe in victim. They're just contrary. They're counterintuitive to each other. That is the way that works. And as far as uh, Evan, and we do love you, please understand that. I had a guide say to me the other day, and I would give you this, and whoever else would like to listen, um, my, my strength is my open heart. And uh, that reverberated, is still reverberating through me, uh, because uh, the hero is always the person that has the open heart. That's the way heroes work every time. They go out of their way to be the hero. You could run the other way, but that is the way that works. And so there is no victim in an open heart. There's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And this show is about building your immunity to um, whatever it is you feel harms you, which cannot do anything other than assist you. As I said, one of the profound revelations in my life was being shot to death. You know, that's just well, beyond all of that. And it's a safe universe, and I was shot to death in a safe universe. It doesn't work any other way. Well, the idea of that immunity, I think that there are times when people will knock us out of our center, either by hurting our feelings or withholding asking love. Asking questions. Asking questions, yeah. the all poor me. Whatever that is that throws you out of your center, I think if you develop some kind of mechanism, a trigger, like for Neville, he uses the word said that prompts him to become the observer in the situation and then really look at things. But from an emotional standpoint, sometimes we're not at that intellectual place where we really pick up on the words. We may do that unconsciously. But one time I had a dream, <clears throat> and it was a very educational dream. I learned a lot of the things that I know. Uh, spiritually through dreams and I know that they are extensions from from other realms but in this particular dream I was talking to this woman who was very charismatic and she had all these people around her and I could see the energy coming out of the feet of those people coming up through her and then back at the p people in the form of her talking to them and I realized that that's how motivational speakers work and TV evangelists and things like that they motivate people by pulling the energy out of their feet and then delivering it back. Now, most of the time, that's a good thing. It gets you really pumped up. You get excited. It's like reading a, a good book on spirituality, and it gets you very motivated for about a couple weeks, and then you fall back into your own uh, vibration, let's say, because they entrain you to something. But then there are times where people entrain you into their own drama, and you wake up the next day, and you spent all night helping someone do something, and you, it wasn't a conscious decision of yours. You were kind yeah, of tricked into magician. doing it. Now, those are the times through that dream I was told to go into a meditation and, and really know your field. And when you really know yourself, you know instantly when something is coming in that is not you. And you could even color that a different color so that you see 
green coming in and you're normally blue. But really work on that in your meditations and you will know it instantly. Or a sensation did, uh, in your body or anything. I did meditation that took three days, which is very interesting. Mm. And that? I asked my higher self, what is the win in this lifetime? Each of your lifetimes has, and I asked. And I didn't get a word on it for three days, and then all of a sudden it popped. And I'd like people to call in with what you think the, the answer that. W what is the win, W-I-N, in this lifetime? That's great. Yeah. There's many, I'm And sure. also, I still would like someone to call in and, and repeat the, because we've taught it countless times. What is the secret of the universe? We've said this so many times. Somebody call in and tell us, I'll give you a hint, the nine words that are the secret of the universe. Somebody call in and tell us, because I don't see any reason to continue, because I don't. I really don't, because You're I'd like to, to know that... Yourself? <laughs> no, I don't have to. I just don't have to continue. That's not killing yourself. Oh, well, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, well, people will call in. If not, we'll share them because it is a very powerful thing. Knowing that we are powerful creators and we are even creating our reality right now. What we're experiencing right now is being created. What, yeah. we, what we will experience in the next moment is being created. And I tell you, everything has a purpose and a blessing. Even if it appears to be knocking you down, it's really building you up in a more solid way because we do identify with ego-oriented things. And the ego isn't some evil villain lurking within you that's trying to sabotage you. That would be victim mentality. And ego is just the Sherpa that guides us in this reality. And if we tell it to identify with these roles rather than who we really are, that's what it's going to do we could get that part of us to work on our side. And you had brought up earlier this idea about planet Earth. You led us on a med meditation in the last bowl event that we did. And by the way, we have another one this Saturday. Oh, that's which are an really excellent powerful. item. Yeah. We have some great meditations. But during that meditation, we, I think we were sending energies to the planet Earth or whatever. And the Earth, so to speak, spoke to me through that revelation of the meditation and said, don't think of me as a victim. And I realized that we, we do disempower when we think of someone as less, as in my Mother Teresa meditation, where she said, what makes you think there are those less fortunate than you? And if there's no one less fortunate than me, then there's no one more fortunate in me, than me, and that we all have equal resources spiritually, and we're here for different purposes, so why am I judging others? And so when I saw that in relationship to the planet Earth, I realized that empowering the greatness and the majesty of the planet Earth is far better than saying prayers about her healing. Yeah, in fact, that's, forgive me, wimpy. You know, the, mm -hmm. earth, the earth has been here for a long time. <laughs> Just let go of that whole thing. There is nothing the matter. Stop saying there's something the matter. If you speak it, it becomes. Stop speaking this nonsense. Stop saying the economy. Stop saying, oh, yeah, yeah. just stop that. God, stand up, be a being. Instead of the nonsense we get, I've said for a thousand years about you really got to pay attention to what comes out your mouth because it mm -hmm. manifests. You speak it and it's on its way to happening unless you're bright enough to know how to circumvent that. I don't know, are you bright enough? This is basically the deal. We're talking about. Huh. 
Uh, I'm serious, and apparently no one's going to come up with... Uh, well, I mean, there are all sorts. We could create that by speaking that, for sure. Shall we just say the words? No, please don't. Somebody is going to catch on to this. I've had it. I really have. I've taught it for a thousand years, and... Well, there are new viewers all the time. I don't care. Well, I do. It's oh. written in the books. Okay. All right. All right. So, to develop your personal immune system is to be cool. I don't know how else to say it. There's the potential of this nonsense happening. Is it happening? Well, there's the potential of it. Is it happening? Well, no. Then why are you paying out life force as though it's happening? We really, uh, if you want an immune system, then stop thinking that you're in anything other than a safe world that there's anything attacking you, that there's anything the matter. If you want to develop your immune system, this is the way it works. I went into meditation for a long time about, I asked the planet Earth to show me what her immune system looks like. And I couldn't do it. It took me a while to catch on to that I had to look at 100,000 year increments to understand how the Earth's immune system works. And it really does work. Uh, so they talked about Atlantis having really, really corrupted towards the end, dangerously corrupted, and <coughs> underwater. Yeah? That is one amazing immune system. <laughs> okay? You know, um, if SUVs and gasoline consumption and all this was actually, actually a disease, now we speak of it as it is, but it's not, if it was, the Mother Earth would simply bury every gasoline vehicle down 50 feet in, what, two or three minutes? Bang, like that. It's happened. We saw a parking lot full of cars during one of the, um, maybe a hundred cars or something just went into this huge pit. Oh, my new Cadillac. You jump in the pit. Go get your car. Drive it out of there. You know, if we continue to talk about it, we really have no concept of the power of our voice's ability to manifest. I remember George Bush Sr. once said, in this recession, okay, and then it happened. And there was no recession. There wasn't anything like that. He just said the word once, and phew, thud. I've noticed that about the weather, too. Like oh, if you, yeah. Specifically about the weather, because we have really supreme power over everything um, the weather and the clouds and things like that and I, I worked at one point that I, I don't remember how many years ago but it seemed that every day right around five or whenever it was I got off there was a big thunderstorm and it would happen every single day and I thought oh this is great because then I can use this to practice because I had read in Rolling Thunder by is it Doug Boyd that wrote Rolling Thunder did anybody read that book anyway I remember there was something in it where he was talking about walking in between the raindrops. And so typically when we are, go out into stormy weather, we tense up, we validate that we're going to get wet by saying, oh no, it's pouring, I'm going to get wet. And we run through it and we get soaked, sometimes so much that we couldn't have even stood in a shower and gotten that wet. Well, I decided that I was going to expand and open up my heart. And I would invite you guys to do this because it's a very powerful thing.
and I just visualized walking between the raindrops, and I did not get wet, and I did this many, many times. And so then I decided to do another experiment where I asked the rain to stop when I get home, let me go in the house, and then it could start raining again, mm -hmm. just experimenting. And it did every single time for weeks and weeks. Every time it rained, it did that. And, and likewise, if I go somewhere, I just trust that the weather is going to be perfect. And if it isn't, I don't resist that either because I know there is a purpose to it. And it's so much about uh, allowing things to be and knowing that everything is in divine order and that you are always in your perfect divine timing. Have, have you ever had those times where you're delayed and you get upset, oh gosh, I'm delayed, but then found out it was a good thing you were delayed? Or it synchronized this beautiful meeting with someone Yeah, down the we've road? done willful behavior a thousand times. The, the entire world, no, not really all of us, but the, the people get attached to something. I will only be happy if. And that cannot possibly happen because you're, you have no idea of the unconscious will you're using to keep that from happening, this entire process. Now, well, please go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, that, no, no, that's fine. That was a very useful thing, what you said. <clears throat> but a couple of times I have been delayed or I pull off, off when I didn't need to get gas or anything like that. And, but why did I pull over? Okay, well, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to trust the divine timing and the divine order. <clears throat> and I got back in the car, and five minutes later, uh, or five minutes ahead of time, there had been an accident down there that just had happened five minutes before that mm -hmm. I would have been right synchronized with had I not pulled over. And so when we live in that state of trust, like Forrest Gump, we always are on the right place at the right time. And yes, I was not destined to be in that particular accident. But what I did have on my path is to show me how I can trust my instincts by that validation. I just had the most profound revolution, revolution, revelation, possibly from the ball, possibly from what you were saying, possibly from a lot of thinking over a long time. Mm -hmm. But you want to know what the slavery is on planet Earth? It's judgment. That's the slavery. Yeah. That's the slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Guilt, for years. Judgment. Also, yeah, uh, I agree, versions of it, but it is judgment that makes us all slaves. Yeah. And um, that was a part of the answer from the higher self yeah, about what was the win. Well, yeah, that's great. And, mm -hmm. and judgment doesn't really get to us unless we have that guilt connection. Like the way I describe it to people that if somebody's disapproving of you sitting out there five streets away from you, and you don't know it, it really doesn't do anything to you. You don't know it, it doesn't affect you. But if they're sitting right in front of you and disapproving of you, and that gets in past your emotional immune system, and you start feeling the same way about yourself, you take on that program, that's when it becomes a derailing yeah, factor. Yeah. And it is entirely possible to live a life totally free of this. It is where your happiness is not based on what everyone else thinks, it's not based on anything other than your beingness. It's, you know, your happiness is you. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, um, well, interestingly enough, so building your immune system, okay? And you can do it, and I don't mean fighting off bacteria with your blood cells. 
I well, in a way, you're doing that. You're, you're fighting off programs of identification. Yeah, good. We have a call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, caller. What's your name? Number. ID. We've got a new... new uh, no, no problem. Yeah, we are Call looking for were, uh, a volunteer if you want to come in and um, man the phones for us. Yeah, uh, we're we looking for a volunteer that. to do that. So That's you can one of be the in fun touch jobs. with me through Telepathic TV at yahoo.com. That's one of the many fun opportunities there is in the universe. Yeah, is to answer the phones for. Plus, us. you get to hang out with us weird folk all night. <laughs> weird is a good word. Fairy folk. Yes. Yeah, interesting. So, let me see, where were we? Well, you oh, can become immunity. a victim to a powerful creator in a, in a flash by knowing that you are the one that defines the role you have in a situation. And, and there's a role. And even in a conflict, there's usually the aggressor, the victimizer, the victim, the, the rescuer. That kind of dynamic happens. And sometimes the rescuer is not even a tangible person there. It is, I'm going to tell dad. No, I'm going to tell dad, like some force out, outside of us that we look to come in and save us. And I think this is what happens with so much litigation now, is it's a victim victimizer. Everybody is perceiving themselves as the victim, and that the courts are the rescuer, or the bosses, or human resources, or uh, suing this person is going to be their, their re uh, rescuer. And so if we see that we are the ones that have power over all of the, the picture, I think that's the first step yeah, in, we are in gaining charge. mastery in our lives. You are in charge of everything our entire life. Everything that happens in your life is your idea. How many people know that? How many people know that everything that happens in your life, one, two, everything that happens, three, four, okay. I think everything that happens in your life is my idea. What about that? I'm pointing to our floor director, not okay, you at home, okay? So everything that happens in your life is your idea. If you don't know that, then you, believe, you don't believe in free will because that's the absolute definition of free will. Everything that happens in your life is your idea. That is what free will means. Now, mm -hmm. there's no doubt, there's no fuzzy terms. That's exactly the way that works. Everything that happens in your life is your idea. The moment that you recognize whatever happened is on your side, that's evolution. And I've carefully avoided the secret of the universe, which is the other part of that trinity. So at any rate. That'll be a whole other discussion. OK, so building up and recognizing your immune system. Another thing that we tend to do is see ourselves as defenseless in life. And we are getting ready to do the duck. Um, there are too and so many we're not. One of the elements of a safe universe is there is an immune system to everything. Here is the duck. Thank you. Uh, Good uh, duck dangling there. Inspiration. Thank you. You know what? I think when you rely on the external wor world for your inspiration that it's called perspiration when you rely on your own self it's inspiration so i got what patience now patience is a withdrawal in a certain way 
patience is not ex not being attached to outcome. Yeah, like an allowing. Yeah, patience is a very good word. I always like make the or describe the difference between waiting and patience. As waiting is you're not sure it's going to happen, and so you stand there waiting, watching your watch. Yeah. Whereas patience means you know it's coming. You're going to go off and go shopping while yeah. you're waiting for the train to come in. And technically, there is no such thing as waiting because. It's not possible to It is wait. a state of mind, though. It's a yeah, state it's of mind where you're not in this time zone and you're not in another. Another one of these judgmental words is the word waiting. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, are we all set? Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hello? Hi. Hi. What's your name? Hi, this is Diana. Hi, Mary. Hi, Neville. Hi. Hi. Hi, long time no see. Yes, mm -hmm. good to hear from you. Yeah. Oh, nice to see you and hear you. I have a question and a reading if possible, please. Sure, sure. Sure. Um, can one uh, feel a loss of energy or a slight headache if there's a, um, a lot of thoughts or conversation, whether good or... Um, I, I don't want to say good or bad about whether they're negative or yeah, positive. Yeah, well, thank you for understanding about them Because sometimes I just feel tired or like something is a mess, hmm. and then a couple of days later people will say, oh, I was thinking about you, I was talking about you, I, you know. So well, we definitely how, do How can pick I deter up. that, too? How can I just have it not touch me when they think of me or say something? By the if, fact if that you can do that. By I'm the sorry? fact that you can choose... Uh, what's their chattering about me? So what? What's my happiest possible thought? In other words, you have great strength. This is what we're never taught anywhere. We have a phenomenal ability to command. All right. So anyone that would care to think such dark thoughts, I love you for thinking those dark thoughts. Oh, God, are you spending your energy? That was so kind of you because all you've done is spend your energy. And even whatever good the thoughts, dark, or even that they haven't seen me, or well, we oh, do. Why haven't you called even excellent you thoughts? Feel, thank you for healing me. Energy. I feel I could be wrong. I, it, well, yeah. I, I think that I, I tell you what, we will do a show in the next weeks on what is commonly known as psychic protection because there is a lot to be said about that. Okay. But when I had a dream where somebody was pulling out my life force this voice from deep within me rose up and said, thank you for healing me. And then I was instantly healed. I thought it thank was something coming to, to, have, yeah, to, yeah. Hurt, okay. uh, to help me, and it was trying to kill me. And that, that's when that voice came up. And what I saw is anything that comes into your field is just programmed energy. And that you can keep that program and let it do whatever it's doing, or you can change it because yeah. it's purely just energy. But we will talk more about that. Okay. Did you want that's... me to pull some cards for you? Please. Okay. Could, maybe we could make a note that we can remember to talk about this because there is so much to be said that I think would be very valuable. Because sometimes it's just energy, like radical energy just wandering. And yeah. I'm like, well, well, I didn't do anything different. And it must be that when I, well, I it didn't, like, this would happen for a few years. And then finally, when I talk to people and they say, oh, we were thinking about you, we miss you, or well, why you, haven't you It's you know, like turning go, your oh, phone off at that's night. That's what time that I was feeling. Okay, I'm going to hurry up because I think we got some okay, calls I'm on sorry. I'm going to hang but up it, now and I'll let But you. it's like having, it's like putting your phone ringer off at night. We have to command yeah. when things come in. And the recognition okay. you're in command. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the first card we get is the morality. This is like what you were talking about earlier this judgment, this self-judgment and judgment about things that are going on around us that 
if we're finding ourselves judging ourselves, stop it. <laughs> I guess that's the easiest way. The past lives is saying, what about patterns? Are there certain things in your life that you go to do and you say, oh, every time I do this, two years later, this happens. Start paying attention to the patterns in your life because they really are telling you something. And perhaps even what you were talking about, the pattern that somebody thinks of you and you start feeling drained so that you learn techniques of more self-mastery. And this is really your angels coming to you sparring with you so that you learn better ways to command your own uh, life. That suppression, again, this might even talk about you're being very empathetic and that you are being held back perhaps by other people's thoughts or feelings or about your speculation about what they might think about things. So now is the time to really start developing this and maybe take classes or read books because you're really at the place where this would serve well and ripe for it. Are we ready? Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi. Hi, this is Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Lynn, what can we do for you? I'm sorry I can't answer your question, Neville. I wish I had the answer, but... Well, I think, you know, in all fairness, we haven't really taught that for many years. And We've a lot taught it so frequently. Okay. All right. Um, would you like a reading? I would love a reading. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Lynn. <sighs> The first card we get is the transformation. And one of the things that that card is talking about is you have everything that you require. You have this infinite source. You can see this face sleeping in the night in that extra dimensional place that anything that you want to pull in. And it's really about dreams too. When I look at that, I'm very impressed with the idea of dreams. So pay attention to them and that there is a special ability that you have, and you may have found that you have a lot of lucid dreaming, dreaming experiences or something in the past, and that the letting go is talking about creating using that higher faculty rather than going out there and at this time particularly attempting to make it happen with that externalized technology or that externalized action. And this may be a problem that you're having with someone at work or some kind of a circumstance, but it's saying just let go and let that higher resource or higher faculty uh, take place. The abundance card is saying that it's going to pay off well on all kinds of levels. And it may be that you're going to have another job opportunity or some kind of financial opportunity that comes. You may consider taking it when it does because it looks good. Yeah. Uh, Lynn, I would add that the secret of the universe is written in the language codes book, the second one. Just um, okay. not, not anything else other than we have a car? Hi, we have our next caller. Call. Hi, caller. Hi. Hi, Hi, this is Marilyn. How are you? Hey, good, good. Marilyn. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. I just wanted to get a reading. Okay. Be happy to. All right. The first card we get is creativity. This is talking about new things. There was a cycle that has recently come to an end and another one has begun and it's really starting to take root and I feel a lot of exciting things and there might be a big shift coming like a move some kind of thing as a matter of fact the courage card is telling me that it may be kind of a scary thing outside of your comfort zone but it's really there and um, I, w I would say that it's going to be very supportive and the dream idea one of the things that we learn about romantic relationships 
is that we feel compelled biologically and mentally and emotionally to find that perfect mate. But really, it's not the mate that's the thing. It's the journey and the self-love and the lack of self-love and all those stumbling blocks that we may or may not uh, walk over along the journey is really what we're in it to discover. And so I feel that you're really starting to see it's not about a relationship or a particular circumstance. It's more about me getting to know me through these circumstances. So thank you. One okay. more call. Hi, okay. caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Patricia, what can we love, do for you? Love your show. Thank you. I wanted you. to tell you I'm working on being emotionally free Aww. and moving Good. forward. It's thank hard, you. though. It's hard when you run into certain people and triggers past memories. But you give me a lot of help and a lot of good thoughts. So anyway, with that, may I have a reading? You may indeed. And speaking of which, I thought I would mention, along with the bowls and the potluck later this month, I'm doing the EFT training, uh, the 15th, Excellent. 16th, and 17th, which I don't do all that often. And it's a great opportunity to do your own healing. It's a very catalytic thing. OK, a first card we get. Did we get uh, transformation again? This is where I feel you have the power and you've probably noticed this, if you really want something and there's not that conflicting thing, that when it's one of those things that you set your mind to or you really know, you have this sense of peace and trust that comes over you and you can just make it happen. The times that you get a little stressed out about it, it doesn't work out so well. So your calmness and your centeredness are teaching you how to create. And when things get exhausting is because you're resisting something and there may be a circumstance in your life right now that you feel a little bit of that exhaustion and look for what you are resisting and accept it. It doesn't mean you're condoning it, inviting it, or creating that, but you just accept it as being there. It's like you're accepting the daisy amongst the roses. Just saying, I accept you for being there. And then you can go along and pick the roses if you want. But get rid of the resistance. I think you'll find that things will really speed up. The sharing card comes up to say you have a lot of wonderful things to share and that there might come a day where you're up on a stage because I see you there. And that's a good thing. And I think you'll really love it. But it can also talk about learning and teaching and doing that kind of thing and that there might be something that you're going to be learning soon that will be very changing for your life. Okay, how true, very true. Okay, thank oh, you right. very much. Okay, I appreciate it very much. Thank oh, you. My pleasure. Thank you. And we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle in a few minutes if you'd like to join us. And uh, let's see, what else? This show has been about creating an immune system for yourself, which is basically about not judging, not being um, recognition that you live in a safe universe, recognition that there's no such thing. Listen for the word victim. If you watch any news program, that will be singularly the most spoken word on it. Uh, certainly over time, it will yeah. be. And tune yeah. in next week. We will share the secret of the universe. No, no. I will share it Somebody, in my own words. I, I have free will. Yes, I you will do. share it. And I will not be speaking until someone calls in and tells me that. And that's not, uh, that's not blackmailish, is it? <laughs> No, actually, it is, and I don't care okay, I because don't I'm not judging myself about it because I've taught it forever, and I'd like to hear that somebody out there I'm sure many people have, on. and they will call. Okay, it was our joy and honor to take you to the door. Please tune in next week, and we will be doing one on the, the idea of psychic attack, and I put that in quotes because I have a lot to say about what that really means, and I think it's a powerful one. So join us on Facebook. 
Uh, they wiped away all of our contacts on Facebook with this new thing that they have. So uh, on the Telepathic TV Facebook page. So if you'd like to sign up, I'll give you more info. Thank you. 